Hi, everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats. It's been a while since I've said that. It's been a minute since you've heard it, but I am back just for the time being. It's the end of the liturgical year, and I thought I would pop back on here to kind of give you a little bit of a recap and to highlight this weekend's readings, which I really love. Um, it's been since May of 2023 that you heard me, but in some ways it felt it's felt a little bit longer. This year has been so busy, but it's been wonderful. God has been doing so many things, which I'm very grateful for. And some of the things to give you a little bit of a life update and one of the reasons why I haven't been pursuing the podcast is that I have kind of gone back to school of sorts. There's a program here in Richmond for uh, ministers of different Christian denominations, not just Catholic, who are seeking to become spiritual directors. And so I discerned that program. I was kind of guided and um, I have some from some mentors and colleagues that had expressed that they thought I'd be good at it. And I'm just seeing where the Lord takes it. It's a two-year program and requires a lot of reading and some time, but I'm really enjoying it, enjoying it and finding that it's already giving me many fruits in my prayer life and in the ministries that I do at school. And um, I'm also contracted right now um, with a national publication, which I'm really excited about. And so I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, for this project that uh, I have a deadline coming up for, and you'll hear more about maybe in the future, but I'm excited about that. So I've been staying busy in amidst also traveling and celebrating with friends. I've had some weddings and things again this year, which I didn't know I'd have later in life, but I'm so happy to celebrate with friends. And as we know, the holiday season's coming up. So that's just, it's a, it's a great time to reflect, which is why I love this time of year this end of the liturgical year. It is the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time today, and then next week we'll have the Feast of Christ the King, which as you all know if you've been listening for a while, is one of my favorite feasts of the year. I love New Year's Eve, and the Feast of Christ the King is essentially like our New Year's Eve. I love New Year's Eve, and I love the Feast of Christ the King because I just love reflecting back on where we've been. And like I said, this year has been exceptional. It's been nice to have um, some normalcy after the couple of years of uncertainty that we had, and it's just been nice to celebrate. But it's been busy, and I have, I've been celebrating so much and traveling so much, um, but it's all good. And so this time to reflect is, is wonderful and needed, and I wanted to take some time today to reflect on these readings of the 33rd um, Sunday and ordinary time with you today. So actually my, one of my last episodes earlier this year in May, um, or may it might've been released earlier than that, but, um, I think episode four of season four, I discussed this week's gospel. So I'm not going to discuss the gospel for today. Um, you can go back and listen to my discussion, which I really loved with a professor, um, it's Dr. Susan Howell, and that again is episode four of season four. We discussed the peril, parable of the talents, which is today's gospel, and I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode because uh, she does such a good job of bringing a woman's perspective to that gospel, which is appropriate because the first reading today is a beautiful one um, about a woman uh, from Proverbs, and so I'm going to read that to you and then just share some reflections uh, with you. A reading from the book of Proverbs. When one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband, entrusting his heart to her, has an unfailing prize. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. 
She obtains wool and flax and works with loving hands. She puts her hands to the staff and her fingers ply the spindle. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a reward for her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. The word of the Lord. I mean, this this reading is so good. So the book of Proverbs, you know me, I got to give you a little bit of history, um, is an Old Testament wisdom book. And it the wisdom books always are a lot of poetry. And in doing research a little bit, of background on this particular poem when I was looking at, it's from Proverbs chapter 31, verses um, 10 through 31. Originally, I think this in the Hebrew language, this would have been written as an acrostic poem with letters from um, the Hebrew language, which some of the Psalms also do. And I just think that's really beautiful. Um, often in the Old Testament, we have a lot of um, metaphors and analogies for Israel, since Israel is the chosen people of God. And also we often get a lot of metaphors for the church and the church is often referred to as the bride of Christ. So this proverb could be talking about how um, Israel is like a worthy wife and the, that the church is a worthy wife, but also I think it's a beautiful description just for women and just our worth. And even if we aren't wives that we desire this and, and also if you are calling, feeling a call to marriage, uh, that you, that this is something if you are married would would want to to hear, right? That you are an unfailing prize, and I think all women, regardless of vocation, you know, want to be want to hear that and to have this in the Old Testament at a time when maybe women weren't they were seen as property rather than um, a human being. It's really a beautiful, truly wisdom book. Um, One of my favorite lines from this passage is that she reaches out her hands to the poor. I went to mass last night and the priest really focused on this line um, and that, you know, we are as Christians and and people of God to, to reach our hands out to the poor and to see, again, a woman in that role and that she has this caring heart and, and, Often I think we, we don't look at, at women and, and we know that they're the nurturers often in the family and play this role, but like that they can set an example for, for others um, because of their caring hearts. Um, and I love the line, charm is deceptive and beauty fle- fleeting, but the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And so really that for so long women have been looked at as their, for their beauty, um, but also like we need to be looked at for our hearts and give her a reward for her labors. It says, let her works praise her at the city gates. Yes. Let us give us our, our, our flowers and, and give us our, our praise for, for our hearts, not just our beauty. So it's interesting that this is paired at the end of liturgical year. Um, it's connection to the gospel. So the gospel is the parable of the talents and again, please go back and listen to that episode that I do, which has a very feminist perspective because um, I think it connects beautifully. But the parable of the talents talks about a steward who does not use their talents well, essentially, and doesn't use the gifts that God gave them. And here we have this beautiful description of this woman who is you know, running a great household, giving to the poor. Um, you know, living her life as as God wants her to. Um, so kind of the woman as the example of how we should um, 
be be living and using our gifts to praise God. So I love this. I love this first reading. I couldn't not talk about it. Um, the second reading, um, I'm going to skip the psalm, but um, this the psalm connects to the first reading so well. It's about being fearing the Lord and blessed are those who fear the, the Lord. And again, you have a line about your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. Um, so the psalm is great, but I'm not going to talk about it any more than that. Um, the second reading is from St. Paul. It's from 1 Thessalonians. I'm going to read that and then give a little reflection on that, and then we'll be done. Concerning times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief at, the night, at night. When people are saying peace and security, then sudden disaster comes upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they cannot escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, for that day to overtake you like a thief. For all of you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us stay alert and sober. The word of the Lord. And so you might not see all the connections um, with this one, but... Again, at the end of the liturgical year, we, we think about the second coming. And so this one very much connects to the second coming of Christ. Back then in Paul's time, they really thought the second coming was like coming immediately. This was written probably in like 50 or so AD. So just a, maybe like 15 years after Jesus's ascension. And they thought it was coming then. And, you know, here, you know, thousands of years later, that was not the case. Um, but all the gospels and then Paul echoes in this letter that we don't know the day of the second coming. We don't know, but we need to be prepared. And Jesus says a lot of parables, which we hear recently at mass again, as we're coming to the end of the year about how to be prepared because we do not know the day or the hour. But I really like Paul's take on this that, cause I think a lot of times we can think of the end times being very scary. I know, but um, Paul gives a much more, I think, peaceful and positive spin on it. He certainly says like, you need to be prepared, but not to worry because if we're following God, if we're the children of light and we are, we're not in the darkness that if we're doing what God wants us to do, then uh, we will be good. And I just love being called children of light. I think right now in our world, always we, we feel and see so much darkness. We've seen so much darkness for the past couple of years, continuing to see it right now. Um, I woke up this morning and saw that there has been like a five-day ceasefire for Israel and Palestine, having gone to the Holy Land. Um, I saw then four years ago just the divide. And when I'm talking to my students, you know, I talk about how like this divide and this um, rift has been going on since the Old Testament. People going into a land that they said was promised to them. And people are already living there. And so this this war over land and that's affecting so many people, it's it, it breaks my heart. And I know that all of us um, are feeling at a loss because we don't know what to do and maybe who to support. Um, and, and sometimes prayer and education is kind of all that we can do um, in situations like this. So educating ourselves and learning what's going on over there, um, I think, is something that we can do. But, but anyways, <laughs> back to children of light, there's so much darkness right now that it's hard maybe to, to see light. And I think that, um, to be reminded of that, that if, that if we are gods and there's so many positive things going on in our lives, um, we are truly children of light. God doesn't create anything 
dark. Um, it's sin that creates that darkness. Um, but we are created good. We are created as, in his image and likeness. And so we are children of light. Anyways, I just love those reminders. I think they're beautiful, especially as we're coming towards the end of the year. I hope that you've had a beautiful and exciting year, a full year. It seems like everybody's been traveling and busy these last couple of months. Um, But however you spent your year, however God has been working, I hope that it's been a good one. And maybe you'll hear from me again you know, next year. Uh, I, I certainly have had four seasons of this podcast, which I'm very proud of. A hundred episodes was my goal, which I reached. And so I'm very proud of this body of work and I may or may not come back to it, but I, I have a feeling I'll be popping back from time to time. So until then, happy new year and um, looking forward to what God will bring in 2024. Bye everyone.